When you think of wise men, you probably think of something like this. Well, this morning we're talking about the wise men in the Christmas story, but did you know there's a lot of fake news when it comes to the wise men? Scandalous. Well, first of all, they're not kings. I know, shock horror. In fact, nowhere in the passage does it refer to them as kings. Fake news. What they refer to them as is magi, or that comes from the word magician. These are people who would have have studied the stars, people who would have interpreted dreams. And in most of the Jewish texts, these are the guys who tend to be the phonies, the fakes, the bad guys. Yet, God is using pagan magicians in his Christmas story. Isn't that a bit weird? Well, I think it's in there because it wants to provoke a reaction from the Jewish readers who are going to be reading this account. The wise men, the magi, are actually the people who are the enemies of the Jews, the people from the east, people east of Jerusalem, the people who in their history have enslaved them. Yet it is these guys that God uses to tell his story. They're not kings, they're magicians, pagan magicians. Fake news number two, there weren't three of them. I know, look at this. I got my three wise men, actually. I got one wise man, Mary and a shepherd. Because my kids have lost them. But this is inaccurate. Nowhere in the text does it refer to three wise men. It just talks about wise men. If anything, it's more likely that they traveled in a huge caravan, a big trail of people. But the text doesn't tell us this. So we're left to guess. And in fact, we, we imply there's three because they brought three gifts for the baby Jesus. And hey, I love the wise men. It's because of these guys we actually have Christmas presents. So that's fantastic. But again, it's fake news. How many were there? Who knows? Fake news number three. They didn't actually follow a star. Well, actually... They didn't follow a star the entire way. If you look at the text, it actually says they saw his star rise. And they had to make a quick service stop if you look at the passage. They had a little camel stop in Jerusalem, let the camels go to the little camel room. And they had to ask Herod and the scribes and the priests, where is the king of the Jews? And these guys actually knew in Bethlehem, six miles down the road. That is where the king of the Jews is to be found. So they didn't actually follow a star the entire way, like we see in our nativity scenes. They had to stop off, quick service stop, ask for directions. It's fake news. Fake news number four. This is the worst. We think of the nativity scene. The wise men are there. But nowhere in this text is there a reference to a manger, a stable, and these wise men. Again, if we look at the text, the wise men meet Jesus and Mary in a house. In a house! 
Not a stable. No manger. No animals. It's fake news. Well, you might be wondering if there is any truth to anything that you have ever, ever believed. Well, stop being so dramatic. But, you know, we have missed some facts in the Christmas story. There's things that we tell in the nativity, potentially in some of the cows that didn't actually happen. Or maybe we don't know enough of the facts. Does it really matter? No, not, not really. It doesn't change the narrative of the story too much. I mean, you have to be really pernickety to care. But I think what this probably does tell us is that we've not been paying attention. We don't look closely at the details when it comes to Christmas. It's become so familiar that actually we're not even sure what the story is anymore. We just tell the same kind of fairy tale about the birth of Jesus, the animals, the manger, the stables. But because we have made it so familiar, maybe we've forgotten what it's all about completely. We've not been paying attention. Because if we look carefully, we'll see something amazing about Jesus. Now, we've, we've all been worried this year. Was Christmas going to be cancelled? Was Boris or Mark going to come along and put an end to it? Well, no, thankfully not. You can't put Christmas back in the box. Or more importantly, you can't put Jesus back in the box. But that is what so many of us do. At Christmas time, we get our Christmas decorations down. We get the boxes down from the attic. Out comes the tree. And we're a little bit like that with Jesus, if we even bring Jesus into this at all. Actually, for a lot of us, we're lucky if Jesus even makes a mention, if he's even part of it in some way. Well, this morning, I want you to know that Jesus is the story. Jesus is what this is all about. And we know that, don't we? We know Christmas has something to do with Jesus and Santa Claus, how it all works in together. We're not quite sure. But it is all about Jesus, a light of the world, a light come down, a king born in the dirt, come down from heaven to walk with his people. We sing in our songs, don't we, about Emmanuel, God with us. God has come down from heaven to be born in the dirt. Why? Well, that's what we need to focus on this Christmas, isn't it? We know that we, we refer to Jesus as a king, but he is just that. You see, the wise men were looking for the king of the Jews. But Jesus is not just the king of the Jews. That's why these wise men have come to worship. Jesus is a sign that he's not just a king for the Jews. He is a king for the world, a savior for the world, a rescuer. Now, after the year we've had, is it not good news that we have got a light in the darkness? A king who has come to save everyone in the world. He is a true Christmas gift. And this Christmas, we, we have an opportunity, like these wise men, to wonder, to ask questions. Why did Jesus come? Well, sometimes we think of Jesus as just being a baby. Maybe that's the problem with Christmas. We never move on from Jesus being a baby. We don't think of the Jesus who grew up, the life he lived, the perfect life he lived, 
He faced huge struggles, struggles that we can't compare with in our life. But Jesus has come to bring a new kingdom. And if we look at Jesus' kingdom, it is so upside down. And that's the thing with God. We can't restrict God to those tidy parameters that we like to restrict him to. We can't put Jesus in a box. God uses pagan astrologers, magicians, to let the world know about Jesus. And God's kingdom is not how we imagine it. The powerful are weak, the weak are to be first. God's kingdom is upside down. Those who are puffed up and don't think they need a rescuer couldn't be further away from Jesus. But those who know exactly what they're like, exactly what their needs are, it's those people who draw close to Jesus. Perhaps this Christmas you could ask, who is this Jesus? We have four amazing accounts of his life. Why don't you look at who he is, ask questions, wonder, and perhaps this Christmas you might see Jesus for who he really is, the king of the world, God come down. And this king, he, he will go and he will be executed on a wooden, ugly cross. He will rise again, but why? These are questions we have to ask. For this Christmas, you're left with a choice. All of us are going to react to this story of a new king in one of three ways, roughly. Perhaps we'll be like Herod in the story. Do you see what Herod wanted to do? He had absolutely no room in his life for another king. He was the king of his life. He wanted to murder Jesus. He wanted him dead. Now, I'm not saying this morning that you're a murderer. I'm not saying you're not. But this is Herod's reaction. And if your reaction is this, you get annoyed that God botherers are banging on about Jesus at Christmas time. You probably hate God in your heart. If you're annoyed that Christians bring religion into everything, particularly Christmas, you want nothing to do with God. You've hated him in your heart. You've effectively murdered him in your heart. Maybe that's how you're going to react this Christmas. It's more likely that we're going to react like the, the scribes and the priests. These are the people who knew these texts. They studied the texts. These are the people you would expect to be closest to God. These are the people who are closest to the light in terms of proximity, but they couldn't be any further from the light. It's almost as if the light doesn't exist to them. Is that going to be you this Christmas? You're prepared to kind of accept Jesus in your life, maybe on a Sunday when you go to church, maybe at Christmas time, as long as you can compartmentalize him. You don't really want him to change your life at all, but you're prepared to have him on the fringes. Don't be like that this Christmas. There's another way to respond to Jesus. Perhaps you'll respond like the wise men. Do you see what they do? As soon as they are encountered with the baby Jesus, they are drawn to worship. They are completely captivated by him. They choose worship over apathy. This Christmas, be a wise person. Don't be like the scribes. Don't be like the priests, comfortable in their walls. Happy with their apathy 
So this Christmas, be wise. Wonder who Jesus is. Ask the questions. Find the answers. And you'll be led to one road. Worship.